Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we take a look back at all of week six games and congratulate the Denver Broncos on playing one good half of football in prime time. Just the one though. Hey everybody, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Third Ship Football Podcast. I'm Josh Atkins with Neil Tarver, who is on the same time zone as me for the first time in March, since March, right? That's when you came here? Yeah, it, it was weird when we were texting about what time to start the show today. I didn't have to like do mental calculus of, you know, of subtracting one from a number to get what time we were recording at. So that was nice. Yeah, so uh, apologies again for not coming to you after Sunday or Monday night. Neil is on a vacation. He enjoys, he needs to enjoy his time off. I can literally see the White House from where I'm sitting. Which means he's in the nation's capital. Neil, tell us how your vacation's gone. Uh, Capital building? Whatever. That's going fine. Um, I missed Monday Night Football to go see Gorillas play live, which I think is a much better use of my time than watching Russell Wilson go three for 11 in the second half. So, was it 15 yards? Something like that. It was not good. I watched it today. It's not good. So we have a friend that is a Broncos fan that asked Neil, um, what is wrong with his team? But yeah, before we get to that, how long do you have? Yeah, before and we, we will dive into that. But we're going to uh, give you the primetime games, which is really Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, Cowboys, and then Broncos, Chargers. So. Let's start with the game of the week. It had over 25 million viewers, according to CBS. And Neil is shaking his head, not happy. Why are you not happy, Neil? Well, look, it's not like I'm surprised. I In our predictions of the week, I said the Bills were going to win. And this is kind of the game I was expecting. It's just, I think the Bills are over the better team. But for a large swath of that game, the Chiefs had opportunities. They had, like, it's used to the first team to like really stop the bills consistently for a minute there. Like they forced some punts, man. Like we found out this weekend that the bills have a punter, but KC's offensive game plan and coaching was just, it wasn't up to snuff. Like it wasn't just, aggressive enough. This, they had the same issues that I've been pointing out. I pointed out to the Chargers game after the Colts game, after a lot of games last year, they just don't look connected on offense. And it's a combination of play calling, Mahomes, the receivers, the offensive tackles. They're just all out of sync and never on at the same time, especially in what's starting to become bigger games. And that's that's to me what cost the Chiefs this game. People are going to talk about uh, the defense and how they had those two man blitzes with a rookie corner. They got torched twice. Fine. That's the thing. But overall, I think the Chiefs defense played fine. They held the Bills to 24 points. They kind of made them punt like on five drives in that game, which for the Bills is something. The defense wasn't the problem. The offense was the problem in this game. They had multiple drives in the second half where they were up by three or about to go ahead or something where they could have done so much more. And a lack of execution and a lack of good play calling led them to their doom. I mean, it's just like in the second half... Yeah, Their yeah, defense yeah. is staying consistent as like average to good. And yeah. the offense is too up and down right now for me. And I, I think that's what you're trying to say is it's this. I, I wonder if going more no huddle would help. It would just keep what the flow need. going. Cause when they get in the flow, they're unstoppable. I think they're more unstoppable than the bills offense, but I just feel like they just didn't get in a flow in certain drives. And then they just weren't as aggressive in the play calling and they didn't execute. Oh, God. Yeah. To me, the Chiefs need two things to fix this offense. But to me, um, which I, some people would argue isn't broken. I argue has some issues. They need one, they need the tackles to be more consistent. I think per Eric Eager on Twitter, the Bills' tackles have combined to give up the most pressures on quarterbacks this year. Like the Chiefs' tackles aren't, I would argue, not terrible most of the time, but they're not consistently good either. Like, they, they have lots of bad moments. And it's costing them games. I mean, Vaughn, they rushed three at the end of that game, and Vaughn Miller got home. And, like, and they're having problems even, like, with just game planning. As uh, Seth Keezer pointed out, Seth Keezer's a Chiefs guy. He does a lot of film breakdowns. He does great stuff. He follow the Chiefs. Go sign up for his sub stack. But he was breaking down how, like, the tackles will almost consistently get beat on inside pressure, on inside, like, spin moves. On their, 
on like rushes because they even when they have a chip to the outside they don't hedge to the inside and like it's just it's weird coaching but that's i'm getting too in the woods basically one the chiefs tackles need to play better which i think there is better play in there i like they they aren't like consistent they played really well against tampa bay yeah like they have their moments and two they need a receiver that can beat man and that might they might have one on their roster they might have one on their roster. I know. Don't. Don't. I'm going to respond I'm gonna to you. I'm going to go there. They I might will. have one on their roster in Sky Moore, who looks every t- – he's not getting a lot of touches because it's Andy Reid, but every time he gets on the field, he does good stuff, and he's right now probably their only guy who could beat man. Juju's great. Juju had a great game, honestly, but he's a zone beater. He's an underneath guy. MVS is a limited route tree. Michael Hardman, limited route tree. Like, they don't have somebody who can consistently beat man, and they might have that in Sky Moore – Let's talk about what you're about to bring up before we get to the So the Chiefs today took some of Travis Kelsey's base salary into a signing bonus. So they opened over $3 million in cap space. They're not using that for that. And they are – why else would you do it? Because they had $200,000 over the cap, and they need money to sign practice squad players and fucking function. Neil, when Odell Beckham Jr. is available and he wants to come – I'm not you, saying they shouldn't do it. I just don't think they have the means to. Oh, no. The, the salary cap doesn't exist. The you and I both absolutely know. exist. No, it does not. You just turn some of the money. Why, do you, think, why do you think Tyree Kill isn't on the Chiefs anymore? Well, that's different. That was a huge contract. They're not going to give Odell a huge contract. It's going to be a vet minimum because nobody knows what he's going to quite be after this ACL tear. Granted, he should be fine. Keyword is should. Modern, modern medical science is amazing. It is. So... I think regardless if they bring him on board or not, I agree with you. I think Sky Moore could really help this offense because their receivers are too limited in the route tree. The only one that's available is Kelsey. Yeah, he's going to get you seven catches for 70 yards and probably a touchdown or two or four. But the point is, is that they need somebody else to deliver, whether that's in Sky Moore, Juju Smith, whether it's the running game. I feel like that really wasn't there for them against the Bills, but the Bills defense just really showed up. That's why you pay Von Miller. Yeah, I mean, Von Miller I mean, was he, the difference in this game. He absolutely was. And everybody that was saying that he was overpaid, that's why you pay him. Yeah, that's he was a game wrecker on those final three drives. I He's mean, 33 years old still doing this shit. Yeah, that's the other big difference in this game is the Bills have a pass rush. And that was one of their main concerns this offseason. They wouldn't address it. I mean, Greg Rousseau is still a bit of a work in progress, but Vaughn Miller's providing great pressure off the edge. And I think it's pushed the Bills into why we're talking about them as easy Super Bowl favorites. Now, do I think they had some problems in this game? Yes. They were weird in the red zone for part of the game. Oh, God. They had that I thought they were going to lose because of that. That, that weird turnover on the first drive. Josh Allen was actually not great against the blitz in this game. He had those two touchdowns. Yes. A bunch of bad throws and incompletions on blitzes. So you know what they did well? Work. What? I felt like they ran the ball finally good. Like, yeah. I felt like it was consistently there for them. Like they could get like three to four a pop, mm-hmm. which that's all they need for this kind of team. Um, they, but they need to they need to run less on first down. I wish like they, they, somebody would get in Josh's ear and say, "Quit taking unnecessary hits." He's screwing people. He's going to get hurt this year. I hope not. I, I hope not either. He but he's literally taking the same hits Andrew Luck did. Literally he, the same hits. He took some shots in that game. Justin Reed popped him one good on uh like on like the first or second drive of the game. But that game had everything we wanted. It had really good defense. Tony Romo called the final score, even though he didn't predict the winner. He called the final score. Yeah, um, it seems like a 24-20 game. Does it, Tony? Does it really? Um, Tell us your secrets. But I, I mean, it was – does the game matter? We don't know. The Bills won last year, and they didn't get the one seed. So now it's really up to the, the Buffalo to get this one seed. I they think this is a good step forward for Buffalo, though. Like, look. But we said that last year. I know, but they showed they have the ingredients this time to beat Kansas. Last year, if you watched last year's game, Kansas City was a fuck-up parade. Like, they were early in the season. They threw a bunch of picks, yada, yada. It was just a mess after mess after mess. And you could argue, well, it's kind of similar thing happened this year. Well, kind of, but it was – then this year was mistakes you forced. The two Mahomes interceptions came off of great pass rushes that he just kind of heaved up in the space. They created that. And that last play, they did the same thing Cincinnati did the Chiefs last year. Rush three, get home, have a spy, 
get Mahomes when he starts to run and try and make something happen. So they forced those things. They showed they could somewhat neutralize Kansas City. And their offense, while it had some weird struggles and were forced to punt, one of which was on, uh, let's just say, a debatable tripping call. Um, he was being held. Shut up. Um, but they had some struggles in this game. But they overall, they were able to move the ball at will. It's the Chiefs. I think this is a good showing. The Chiefs are still a good team. Potentially one of the three good teams in the NFL this year. Jesus They're still Christ. the third best team in the league. So, yeah, it's like this is a good win for them. And if you're a Kansas City fan like I am, look, we were missing Willie Gay and Trent McDuffie on defense. They're fine. They're going to come back and the Chiefs hung in there. Now, you may have to play in Buffalo, which whew, good luck with that. But we're fine. It's the takeaway from this game. It's, it's a great win for the Bills. They're a great team. They're exactly who they thought they were. And I mean, to be fair, that's not exactly like the Chiefs embarrassed themselves. Yeah, were they consistently great? No, but they also only lost by four to a team that I think is going to win the Super Bowl. You know who embarrassed themselves? We're going to move on because I got nothing more to add to. I Ooh. think the Bills got a great win. Um, Cooper Rush really embarrassed himself. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the quarterback who last week I spent like an entire rant on this podcast talking about how the second he had to do something, it was the dream was going to collapse. And it oh, yeah, no, that guy? Hard. Yeah. Where's the quarterback comp? Where's the quarterback competition now, people? It's uh-huh. in New England. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. All that talk went away. No. <laughs> Don't. 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 You know what I loved, actually, from this uh, Eagles-Cowboys game was the matchup between Micah Parsons and Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. They completely eliminated Micah Parsons out of the game. And I thought that was absolutely yeah. fascinating. The zone read, they left Micah Parsons unblocked the whole game and said, make a decision. And they just went the opposite of him. I, that was what won the game. And the Eagles finally showed something in the second half. And that's why they won. Because the Cowboys got the three, right? Kudos to them for keeping keeping in there and getting it close. But the Eagles finally like, okay, we need to put our foot to the throat. And end it. And that's what you want to see from a team that probably is going to the Super Bowl. I don't think a team in the NFC is going to beat them. I really don't. I don't I, I've seen six weeks of football. I don't trust the Packers. I for sure as hell don't trust the Buccaneers after their game against Pittsburgh. And I Oh buddy, the Packers aren't making the playoffs at I, this I, rate. And the same thing with the 49ers. They have Jimmy G as their quarterback. They just lay an egg against Atlanta. The Eagles are the clear cut favorite to make the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but there's not a team in the NFC that's going to beat them. Maybe Atlanta no. will. Who knows? <laughs> no, I agree. They've got great balance on both sides of the ball. I think A.J. Brown's unlocked to do to mention their passing offense, and they, have, they, they do things smart offensively. You're right. They took Micah Parsons out of that game with zone reads, quick throws, and then just Jalen Hurts' mobility. I mean – the Eagles had a great game plan, and outside of a couple of drives, they executed it pretty well against a good Dallas defense. They scored, what, like 26 points against the Dallas defense? Now, admittedly, yeah. some of those were on a short field after a Cooper rush. Whoopsie. But Multiple overall, whoopsies. it was a good showing. And then, their, and then their defense, honestly, like that Dallas offense isn't terrible. It's had, even on their Cooper rush, it's been consistent. And they made it look embarrassing on several drives. So if you're Philly... The balance looks great. Like you, like you can see why they're a Super Bowl contender. They have good offense, good defense, and generally that means good things. And it was a great game plan by the coaching staff. I mean, that was perfect, yes. and that's what you want to see. Unlike some coaches looking at you, Cliff. Looking at you, bro. And let's get to another coach that uh, should be fired. Like I don't think he should have a job. It's uh, Nathaniel Hackett with the Broncos. They are two and four. <laughs> Absolute shit show. I don't care if Russell has a torn hamstring. I don't care if his shoulder's destroyed. If he's not playing well, bench him. If you feel like he's hampering your team to win, which he has for six straight weeks, bench him and win games. Your defense is a Super Bowl defense. They do have a very good defense. Like, Justin Herbert. They're even close in this game. Everybody, including me, lost money from DraftKings. They boosted Justin Herbert passing touchdown to plus 100. You can only max bet $25. He was 36 of 37 games to throwing at least one touchdown, and they limited to zero. That's how good this oh. Broncos defense is. Speaking of coaches that should be fired, Frank <clears throat> Staley should be absolutely fired. Yeah, because this is this is this was awful for both teams. 
it was just weird decisions all night too. I mean, well, and the coaching showed up on the Broncos where they had a bunch of weird plays, like one where they picked off Herbert that almost fumbled the ball away, trying to do too much. They literally handed the game away to the Chargers in overtime on that muffed punt. Um, although you could props to the Chargers return man, he the uh, gunner. You see what he did on that play though, right? Oh, absolutely. It was brilliant. Oh, that's amazing. That was great work. But still, you can't let that happen. That's a coaching error to let the blocker get that close. I mean, this game should have been a tie. It should have been a freaking tie. Definitely. And, like, clearly Russ isn't comfortable in this offense, and that's something you need to account for with coaching, and they're just not doing it. And then on the other side, Staley's aggression on fourth down is really masking the fact that he plays his offense super conservatively, even though you have a fucking freak in Justin Herbert. Alien. And that's a problem. Alien. And then one, and then two, Herbert's prob- probably still hurt, and you're leaving him out there to throw a Hail Mary in the fourth quarter for no fucking reason and get and speared us, they, in the ribs again. They don't even have Keenan Allen. Like, why aren't they running to Baltimore with Austin Eckler and um JC Kelly or is it Palmer? That's the other one. Uh, I know JC Kelly. Joshua Kelly. Like, just run the ball. The old line was actually doing pretty well in the running game. Yeah. I it's just, just fuck. Oh god! It's like here's my thing: is like so. Let's take Herbert. We I, I think we both agreed that Herbert's in a good NFL quarterback. I know a bunch of people are like, "Oh, they're winning it!" Fuck off. Herbert's a good quarterback. We both agree on that, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, you, there's only a couple guys who take over him, and that's really just yeah. Josh so, Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Here's my question for you: in this game against the Broncos, again in a game against the Broncos, do you think Patrick Mahomes is not going to throw a touchdown or do much of anything the entire game? Oh no. Patrick's throwing a touchdown. Let me get let me get there. I'm I'm getting there. Do you think do you think Josh Allen? Do you think do you think Jalen Hurts? Do you think a lot of the quarterbacks we mentioned are gonna do that? Matt Ryan would have thrown a damn touchdown. Okay, no, hold on. Let me get there. (laughs) My point is is like these guys are good quarterbacks and they're aided by coaching. Andy Reid will make something happen. Sean McDermott or whoever's OC is, which I think is Ken Dorsey. The legend of the tirade against Miami. Uh, the legend there is the guy who covered the camera, but we'll continue. Um, those guys are going to let that happen. And San Diego consistently lets that happen. Los Angeles. They just do. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Play better. Don't make yourself There's have to go San to San Diego fucking... Chargers. <laughs> Yeah, I, I revoke the L.A. status. You don't even play fucking home games. You're still on goddamn silent counts in overtime. I mean, but that's beside the point. It's like the coaching has not been good. The way they utilize Herbert's not good. The way they utilize their offensive talent's not good. And for a defensive coach, uh, the Chargers defense sucks ass. The only All that reason money was- they spent in a bench, J.C. Jackson? Are I mean, that's a bold me? move. I, I think uh, the only thing I'll give Staley credit for, J.C. Jackson's looked like shit. I mean, and fair, but like, why do you, you spend that money on a guy? I don't know. And, and that's the general manager. Getting... I feel like it's an organizational failure, right? When they had Anthony Lynn, Herbert busted out because Tyra Taylor, the doctor, tried to kill him, right? Yeah. But Justin Herbert was great under Anthony Lynn, offensive coach. And then they're like, you know what? Anthony Lynn's not the guy, which I probably agree with. But now they bring in Brandon Staley. Has Herbert really gotten better? I mean, the talent's there. I think he's about the same. And like honestly, you bring in you bring in Staley, you want better you want better defense, right? Yeah. If you bring in Staley, you want better defense. And he hasn't done that. And so that's yeah, I he's gotta go and go get Eric Bianami. Seriously. <laughs> please no. Um but, but but for real, take your take the Chiefs fan hat off. I said I said that's I the, said please no. That's a good that's, endorsement. That's a home run hire. Like that's what the Colts did with Andrew Luck before he retired, right? They brought in Frank Wright, an offensive genius with Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Oh, yeah. and, and then um, who is the most recent? I mean, Doug Peterson with Trevor Lawrence is going to be successful. You can see it. Like when you Trevor got Trevor needs to stop doing some dumbass bullshit, though. We'll get there, but that's just my point, right? You need to have offensive-minded coaches, like really good. Either if they're not the head coach, they better be the OC. Like really mm-hmm. good offensive minds, like Ken Dorsey in Buffalo. Exactly. Or it was Dayball with Josh Allen. Now Dayball's with Daniel Jones, and look what Daniel Jones and the damn Giants are doing. And that's where the Chargers like the Packers. But I think it's an overall organizational failure at the moment. Even though they're four and two, which is a good thing, they're right there. But they look like shit every week, and that's the problem. Yep. 
and that that is the problem. They're a, a fool's gold four and two. That's the problem with the Chargers. And everything on the Broncos is broken. That's it. <laughs> That's the truth. Sure. Uh, we'll see what happens to Russell Wilson. If he's really hurt, got to bench him. Let him heal. Who are they going to play, though? Like, I don't even know their Find somebody is. from Denver that can spin the ball. Go trade for uh, Bailey Zapp. Who, there's a lot of controversy in New England, Neil. Mac Jones apparently doesn't get along with the, the coaching staff. Who the fuck gets along with Matt Patricia? Well, that's the problem. Mac is pissed that they bring in this dude that's never called offensive plays to be the offense coordinator. They bring in Joe Judge, who never has been a quarterback coach, to be his quarterback coach. If I'm Mac, I want the hell out. Yeah, the writing's on the wall. Bailey Zapp's playing well in a very conservative offense. Trey Mac Jones. For what? It's going to cost a first, but if you're Indianapolis, why don't you? If you're the Colts, why don't the rest your the rest of your roster isn't ready yet? What do you mean the rest of that roster's not ready? I don't think Matt Ryan's as big of a problem. Like, don't run. He's not playing great, but your O line sucks. You're receiving. I'm just saying. I'm saying next year. I'm saying like, I don't think the Patriots will trade Mac at the deadline in a month. I'm saying in the off season, if the Colts can trade their first round pick for Mac Jones, I would 100% do that. And keep building okay, your roster. Enough. So anyway, let's talk about the Patriots Browns. Um, wow. Um, the Browns have come back to earth as we expected. Yeah, I mean, we called this in our preview. Uh, basically, Jacoby Brissett and that offense aren't careful enough with the ball in their hands. The Browns defense kind of sucks, even with Miles Garrett's that Miles Garrett there. Yeah, this is a fucking blowout. More principal team wins, even if they're not as talented. No, but I feel like the Patriots are starting to find something offensively. I'm just worried it's going to turn into fool's gold against like a decent ass team, when like is the Bills. Good game. Well, they play the Bears on Monday night, which is god awful. So that's the opposite of a decent ass game. Um, pulling up their schedule, staying with me. Um. Yep. So that's my point, though, is, like, we got to think, like, their offense hasn't looked great this year. I mean, they get the Jets, Colts, Jets, Vikings, Bills coming up. That's after the Bears. It's the Vikings and the Bills is where things, I think, will start to get spicy. It's just so far this year, what, they they didn't do much against the Packers, whose defense has shown susceptibility to things recently. They didn't do crap against the Dolphins' defense, who also has not looked great at moments. They just haven't shown me much on offense outside of this game and maybe against Texans? Did they play the Texans, or am I going in? Yeah, they did. The to be completely fair, though, with the Packers game, Bailey Sapp came in after Hoyer got killed. Be completely yes, you're fair. right, and that is. A... Did he so... look great last week, though? Sapp? No. He I mean, was he bad. was fine against Detroit, but Detroit's defense isn't good. But Cleveland's is better than Detroit, but that's not saying a whole lot. Yeah. Also, it's not that much better, in my opinion. Like that unit's just not great. It's. It's what's going to keep them out of the playoffs this year because I think their offense can do some things. They just need some stops on the other side, and Cleveland is not getting stops on the other side. No, doesn't matter what Deshaun does when he comes back. Has no effect. Um, <laughs> well, well, he might not come back. There's new allegations out, so that's what can be posted. That's all we're gonna say about that. We'll Good, just work, Cleveland. Good um, work, Cleveland. Good work, Cleveland. Tell me why you're concerned about Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Because he keeps doing stupid-ass bullshit. He keeps trying to force plays and make things happen, and it keeps leading to turnovers. It's what cost them this fucking game. He didn't have a pick. I feel like they didn't take advantage of that first half enough against the Colts. No. It was awful. And they let the Colts hang in there, and then... um, I actually love the game plan that Indianapolis ran with, which was complete no huddle because it weared out that Jaguars um, pass rush. I thought that was key, and I helped the Colts O line. Um, but I think the Colts' biggest an- – well, one of their big answers got solved finally. They have weapons. I'm fully confident in what they have at receiver. 
I think they, Alex Pierce had another nice game. He had that game. He had the game winner. Um, yeah, you like the Pittman, the Pittman Pierce combinations looking good. And Paris Campbell slowly. Paris Campbell slowly getting there. Their tight ends are. I'm still not buying the tight end position, even though Jelani Woods had a touchdown. Um, we'll see. I mean, they got a huge division matchup with the Titans next week. They had a bye. The winner's going to win this division. To be honest with you, whoever wins this game. Um, but kudos to the Colts. I mean, that was a good win. Uh, that's four come from behind wins or tie for Matt Ryan in six games. Like I said last week, it's your it's your formula is have stick around just long enough for the other team to fuck themselves into the earth, and then you can win. Yeah, the Colts have to get off to a better start. There's no doubt about that. Like they got to quit going down two touchdowns. So. We need to talk about the Packers. Uh, do you want this to talk is, about the Packers? This is full panic. Oh, shit, our season's in trouble. Your offense is bad, and it should feel bad. Like, That's and, it. Then, and then Aaron Rodgers like, we're trying too hard. What do you mean you're trying too hard? Well, oh, yeah, we need to simplify things. And, you know, okay, maybe, sure. But, you know, what's not, you know, what's not great? is when your fucking coach goes, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. That's a problem, Aaron. These are kinds of things you need to discuss with the man in charge, who, fun fact, it's actually probably you, so. Yeah, I'm yeah, full the, panic. The pu- full panic. This no, offense is not. Like, they won. Hey, sorry, go. No, the fact that they only put out 10 points against the Jets now, to be fair, I don't think we gave the Jets enough love. Their roster is actually really good. For I how we're young the Jets, pl- I think we gave the Jets plenty of love. You should only score more than ten fucking points against them. I like Quinnen Williams. I like Sauce Gardner. I like some of the things they have going on, but they are not the kind of team that's holding an honest ass NFL offense to under ten points, because the Packers aren't an honest ass NFL offense. They have no one to throw to. They have sometimes Romeo Dobbs, sometimes Alan Lazard, but nothing. Nothing consistent. They need to go out there OBJ. Like AJ Dillon. Yeah, AJ Dillon's not even yeah. been that good. Oh, definitely. No, they need to do that and they need to they need to figure out their offense as to basically Aaron, you're gonna need to relearn some stuff. <laughs> you remember the old Tom Brady playbook? We're running that now. Yeah, they have to. Lots of throws to running backs, lots to throw the tight ends, and that slot guy you love so much who we brought back and fucked ourselves and Cobb. Like, yeah, no, we need to run more of that. But they're not going to because that's not what Aaron wants to do. It's like the final years of Big Ben in in Pittsburgh. You know what probably would have helped that offense? More play action. Ben didn't want to do it. And honestly, this strikes me a lot like that. I will say, though, the Jets are fool's gold at 4-2. and two. However... Big, mm-hmm. big, however, if Zach Wilson can be a little bit better, which I don't know why he's not, it's kind of infuriating because he has talent. He has Corey Davis. He has Garrett Wilson. He has Brees Hall. Like, you have skill players on the offense. If he could be a little better, Jets might screw around and make the playoffs. They might. Yeah, especially because, as I honestly want to say, is – like, is any team in the AFC good outside the Bills and Chiefs? No. <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that question. So, you yeah, can't say right. the Colts. You can't say the Chargers. The I mean, can't say the AFC North teams, like Titans as well. You can't say anything about them yet. So, um, speaking of in another team, the Dolphins, they can't stay healthy at quarterback, and that's why they lost their third straight game. To the Vikings. That's all I got on that. I mean, the Vikings got a nice road win. That's that's all I got on that game. They need two of uh, back in the worst way. You want to speak up teams that aren't as good as the record would indicate? The Vikings? Five and one. What the fuck is... Yeah, they're five and one, and they're probably going to win the NFC North because the other teams in the NFC North are the zombie corpse of the Packers. Uh, the Lions, who are better, but still very bad. And then the Bears, who are just very bad. They're nuclear So, bad. yeah, they're going to win the NFC North. Oh, God, they're so bad. They're going to win the NFC North. But, um, yeah, there's just uh, – why are you struggling this much against a, a uh, Dolphins defense that the Jets hung like 40 on last week? Right, right. Why? 
I don't know. I mean, the Dolphins' defense should be better than what they were against the Jets, but they need Tua back in the worst Agreed, way. but they they need Tua back. Oh, definitely. So we'll see if well, he's coming I, back I, next week, isn't he? I believe so. So that'd be big for them. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk Bengals Saints. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase went back to New Orleans after the site where they they won a national championship there. Was it there? I feel like that's the uh, only spot where LSU wins their national titles is in New Orleans. I feel like it was in was Atlanta? it Atlanta? No, I think it probably was New Orleans. Anyway, they returned back to Louisiana. They went back to their college stomping grounds, basically. And uh, they weren't too bad, but I'm not sold Are you on them. Kidding me? Not sold on them. Still not. No. They're still no. Issues. This game. No, this game is not a sign of hope. This is not a sign of hope for the Bengals. I'm sorry. The Saints were down like half their defense. Marshawn Lattimore didn't play. But all their secondary didn't play. On offense, none of their receivers played. Like this was like the B. This is this is not even the B team. This is like the F team of receivers out there for the Saints. And y'all still needed a wild comeback, and you needed to come back from a double-digit deficit, and then almost like squeak out a win at the very end. No. No, this Saints team has not been that good this season, and they are really hurt right now, and you could barely put them away. There is big trouble in Cincy. I, I'm is sorry. Panic? Just, is it like panic I, I don't with know the Packers? This, I don't know if it's panic because you at least have something there. Like, you know what you have there. The problem with the Packers is, is outside of Rodgers and maybe uh, – Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Like, I just don't know what's happening on offense. I know who I can go to on Cincy's offense, and they're just not getting it done. So whether that's play calling, whether it's play performance, yada, 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 but they're just not doing that consistently well. And that's concerning. And then their defense just isn't that. No, but um, I do think the saints can make a playoff run. Oh yeah. Cause the NFC's dog trash. Like I know their defense hasn't been quite as good so far this year, but when they get those pieces back on offense, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jameis Winston, watch out. Like they might do something. They're they're only two uh two and four. They're not full school bad. Like I think they can get five hundred and make a push. Go like nine and eight, maybe make this the wild card spot, the seventh spot. Hell, eight and nine might get you in, to be honest with you. Yeah, the NFC's not good. Um, let's stay in the NFC though. The Giants upset the Ravens. And let's call it out. It, it, it is an upset. The Ravens are favored by five and a half. The Ravens led the whole game until the last like minute and a half or whatever it was. Something is wrong in Baltimore. Like that's another panic for me. I don't. They know cannot what... close games. Oh, I don't know why. That's got to be coaching, right? It's got to be, but it's like the same coaching staff that's always been there. So like, why randomly suddenly can they not finish off games? Like, I mean, part of this is on Lamar. He had he threw the the pick that gave the Giants the ball to go ahead in like the final couple of minutes there where he, there was like the drop snap and he just fucking heaved it to nowhere. Like Lamar buddy, what the fuck? You've got to be more careful with the football. He's not been very careful with the football this year. How many turnovers did he have in that game? Checking. I don't remember. Like, yeah, but yeah, but they had another lead in this game. He had one interception. Did he have a fumble? Maybe. I thought he had more. He had had two fumbles. He lost one. So okay, he had yeah. he had totally total three uh, turnovers, two were lost. Yeah, so three, two fumbles. Yeah, but he you got to take better care of the football. You, I don't know, man. This this Ravens team, they don't have a receiver they can get the ball to in the clutch because he's just double Mark Andrews. That's Lamar what that's can't do everything. I think that and, is something they have to address. And again, we mentioned him twice on this podcast. Go after Od- Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, yeah, he's the – he right now is everyone's best option that needs a receiver. I mean, the Packers need him, the Ravens, everybody who needs a receiver should be looking at OBJ because when he comes back because why the fuck not? But, yeah, they just – they cannot close games. And part of that's on the offense. Those are some terrible turnovers. Part of it's on the defense. They just can't stop shit. They just cannot stop shit. And that's a problem. And party makes you wonder, do you guys miss Wink Martindale? I'm betting you're starting to miss Wink Martindale. I think was, um, I think unless the Giants fall to the face of the earth and crater, like let's just say they don't win another game, 
Brian mm-hmm. Dayball is going to be the coach of the year. What he has done is remarkable. I agree with you unless the Eagles take the one seed. I think if the Eagles take the one seed and then like make they a don't good run in the Sirianni. playoffs. Yeah, I think they'll give it to Sirianni. Because, yeah, Dable's had a good run this year, and I think that team will be like 500. But how can you overlook a coach who took an Eagles team to like the Super Bowl like in his second year or third year? I mean, Sirianni has been great. I can't argue mm-hmm. that. I just feel like Dayball took a team that nobody thought we were, were going to be good, including us. There were so many question marks. And he's unlocked Saquon and Daniel Jones. I mean, don't, that two-headed monster has been enough. Which is crazy. And honestly, like, there's a part of me that goes, well, they won a lot of their games because the teams they were playing just fucked around and found out. But to be fair, or or in the fucked up and found out. But to be fair, the Giants are forcing some fuck ups. Like, if this happens pretty much every game, uh, there's a common factor here. It's use. They're doing good work. The Giants, you're right. The the football in the state of New York is much better than I was expecting it to be this season. Don't. They play down. in New Jersey. Down. It's a suburb of New York City. Sit down. Sit down. I would say New York sports is great, but then the Mets met. Oh, the Mets. <laughs> Meet the Mets. Beat the Mets. Anyway. You want to um... talk about a team that climbed that like had their like moment? It was in the summer with Timmy Trumpets, and then they just cratered after that. If you want to look for a team that hit panic button, it was that team in September. Um, yeah, great win for the Giants, five and one. That's really impressive. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they're a contender. They're um, not. But I'm pretty impressed with how well they stay in games and fight and compete. And that is honorable. A team yeah. that fought and compete, missing the almost their entire defense. And they lost their starting quarterback. Was the Pittsburgh Steelers? They did. Um, it's panic time in Tampa, baby. Three and three, and you—they have sh- not looked. They—they've looked like absolute shit. They honestly, they should be two and four. They yeah. should have lost to Atlanta. Yeah, like they. The defense looks bad. Like the defense not look good. I mean, you're they're letting Mitchell Trubisky pick up key third and longs on you. What the fuck is that? Um, your offense can't really move the ball. They can't finish. They were moving the ball okay. They just couldn't finish into the end zone, and which is a problem when you have Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. So and that's, Leonard Fournette, and Leonard Fournette. So that's just a big old. It, like there's there yeah there's a lot going on in Tampa to the point where if the Falcons might win the NFC South, which is not a sentence I thought I was going to say at the start of this year, but um, Tampa, the old line Tampa, injuries have caught up to Tampa. I think yes. that, that is the problem that nobody has really talked about. Those injuries in training camp are showing a rear ugly head. I mean, um, Cameron Hayward was just eating on the interior and just eating. wreaking havoc. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, Tampa Bay's, Tampa Bay's in the lurch right now. I mean, honestly, Pittsburgh looked fine in this game. They had a little more pep on offense than they've had in any other game so far this season. Uh, Trubisky looked fine once Kenny Pickett got drove into the earth and taken out, which is sucks. That sucked. Tomlin thinks he might play Sunday. We'll see. Well, I hope so. And I hope that's legitimate and not a Tua situation. But yeah, it'll be nice to pick it back. But look, the Steelers kind of are who I thought they were. Their defense is fine. Even without TJ, it's okay. It's probably a little under fine without TJ. And their offense is kind of can have its moments. But honestly, it's Tampa Bay. Like their defense isn't playing well. Their offense isn't playing well. It's just concerning. Um, so you mentioned Atlanta. What the there, hell is going on there? I can tell you what's going on there. You know how many, you want to hear how many defensive starters did San Francisco have by the end of that game? Zero. The answer's four, but that's still a bad number. I mean, that's that's it. That's the story with the Niners. It's the story of the Niners fucking every season. They're injured to hell and back. Have you, you seen Mariota's QBR? I'm imagining it was pretty good because he didn't really do much. 95.8? Yeah, he didn't miss many throws. And he didn't also really wasn't asked too much <laughs> against okay. the almost entire backup secondary defense. If Look, I like think, the Falcons. Is this Falcons team better with Mariota or do you think they'd be the same with Matt Ryan? 
they're better with Mariota. I would agree because they have tailored their offense to Mariota. Yeah, they don't have the re- down downfield receiving threats established. I, look, I like Drake London. I like Kyle Pitts. Who <laughs> Kyle Pitts did something in this game? Holy A shit. Kyle Pitts signing! <laughs> Amazing. Um, so they have some good pieces, but overall, I think their passing attack, even if they had a better quarterback than Mariota, might be a little stilted. So his legs are good. I still think they need to give Ritter a run because you do need more out of your passing game, and Mariota is not going to unlock that. But I think they are better with Mariota because of his legs, and they can do more running action, which, my God, they ran right down the Niners' throats in this game. This is a game San Francisco should have won because of the offense, and because they have Jimmy at quarterback, and I know that you can't do anything because Trey Lance is out the year, this is what you get. This is a game you can't lose if you want to be a serious contender in the NFC that is right up there for taking outside the Eagles, like the two seed. Shit the bed. I'm, I'm, I'm about to say something controversial, but if the Niners don't get real healthy real quick, they're uh, in trouble. We may, we, may, uh, we may be looking at the Seahawks winning the NFC West. <sighs> the Falcons think- and Seahawks are supposed to be the two worst teams of football. Here they are because- at 500. Do you see anything from the Rams that gives you particular? No, uh, their their tackle it, situation's awful. They they can't it, like I know they won, and we can talk about that next because I have nothing more about the Niners Falcons. But the Rams beat a Panthers team that fired their coach. They sent their one of their best receivers to the locker room because he disagreed with the coach, and they traded him the next day. Like and the, and the Panthers it, were in that game. It's not like the Rams blew them out. I know they won by two touchdowns. They covered spread, but really. 24 points all you can put up on Carolina with okay, Cooper Rush, way, Allen Robinson, Daryl Henderson. Allen Robinson did things in this game, though, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> Allen Robinson siding, finally. Yeah. Um, first off, uh, DJ Moore, you've seen the example. You know what to do. <laughs> Please, get like free <laughs> DJ and Christian McCaffrey. Please free D- them. DJ Moore sitting on the sideline during the locker room watching the trend going, interesting. Very, Listen, very the whole NFC West is three and three, except for the Cardinals at two and four. <laughs> oh, the Cardinals! But yeah, um, look, the story of this game. Look, the Panthers are always gonna be shit. They just fired their coach. They're starting PJ Walker, who is it great? They don't have much on offense or defense. They have some nice pieces, but overall, they're not good cohesive units. Yeah, the Panthers should not have been in this game, but they were because the Rams have been underwhelming this year. Their defense hasn't been that good. Yeah, they look good in this game. A lot of people are going to look good against the, this, especially this version of the Panthers' offense. So that's not encouraging. And on the other side of the ball, the Rams' offense continues to struggle. They just do. Their offensive line isn't good. The new receiving core isn't meshing and going to hell. Stafford's not playing well. It's not good. It's not good, Bob. Not good. And you know what's really not good? In panic time, it's in, happening in the Valley. Arizona panic and the panic fight. They need to fire Cliff. This is inexcusable. Oh, Cliff, Steve Kime, like ever, ever, that whole thing. The, o- the owner there needs a clean house. Keep Kyler. Kyler has talent, but for God's sakes. But I mean, and this this is a good example of this this week, right? So your team's two and four. You're you're a mess. Your offense is a mess, and you're like, oh, we're missing. They're missing DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, that sucks, but you should be better than fucking this. Your offense sucks unless Kyler does something amazing. Things are going very badly to the point where it's like, okay, we need to, like, probably just, like, stop and figure some stuff out. Hollywood Brown goes down. So why are you trading for Robbie Anderson? Why are you fucking your cap situation even more? Robbie Anderson's not – is fine. He's not great. But he's owed a lot of money, and you're just you had to give up assets, and now you have to pay him all this money. What the they fuck didn't are really you doing? Much assets, and I think but I don't they think gave it's... up any assets. That's the problem here. They shouldn't have, and it's just bad front office decisions, terrible coaching, and the roster's just not that good outside DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. Like JJ Watts old. They Buda Baker's a fine defensive piece, but like it's just not there. In I know Seattle won this game, but they really didn't do anything. This is all about Arizona. They should have went in, handled their business. They should be three and three. They should be tied for the division lead. And their their offensive coaching staff is killing them by not being aggressive and calling the right place for Kyler. Like this is egregious. 
Yeah, they're just not putting this team in any place to succeed. And they play Thursday night football against the Saints. Oh, I'm looking forward to that shit. The hurt ass Saints against the broke ass Cardinals. Just yeah, but listen, we get one shining moment in this game. DeAndre Hopkins is back. You are right. DeAndre Hopkins is back. He hasn't played for six games. I'm sure he'll look amazing. Listen, my fantasy team survived without him. It was a bold strategy drafting him and waiting six weeks. Mm-hmm. But I just went – I went three and three. I was one and three at one point. I rallied two straight wins. Shout out to Deion Jackson for the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Shout out – Have you have you considered he was RB1 the whole time for the Colts? The oh, yeah. Silence. Yeah, no. That's what the other side of this microphone is when you say dumb shit like Bailey Zapp should be the starter of the Patriots. <laughs> Oh, I'm Cooper not saying Rush it. is creating QB controversy. Bill I'm is not saying, saying it. Yeah. it. People are saying it. Um, what do you like, Neil? It's in Arizona. The Cardinals are unfair by one and a half. Um, are we done with the week? Wow. Yeah, that was oh, it. Oh, that's there, right. We're in we four, bye weeks four bye week. Four teams of bye. It was uh, Tennessee, the Raiders. Um, oh, my God. I can't think of the other two. But, um, yeah, I mean – we're on Thursday night. We're on the week seven, which is crazy. Yeah. It snowed in some parts of the country this week. Yeah. Not here, though. Thank God. Not in Rochester. Not yet. Um, Give it time. I know. It'll happen. We'll win the snow globe this year, Buffalo. You bastards. Um, Cardinals here by one and a half. What do you like? DeAndre Hopkins comes back. But the Saints, I don't know if they're going to gain their pieces back. They're just banged up from hell. Home teams usually win these games, except the last two weeks. Oh, man, this game's going to be rough. Um, I feel like Arizona wins because they oh, – damn. I want to refer I to feel Ty, like honestly. I know. I want to refer to it too. I think Arizona wins because they're going to get DeAndre back, which does give them something on the back end. Kyler's clearly the best quarterback out there. You know, old Red Rider BB gun still. Andrew Dalton. Um, so yeah, I just don't know if the saints will have enough juice, especially with their banged up team to keep up with a Cardinals team. That's that will get at least an important piece back. I think the Cardinals win. I don't think it's a good, it's a referendum, but I think they win. Although I could easily see the, uh, the saints D line shutting them down and then doing some things. It's just a tough game. I I could see it going either way, but I'll 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 take Cardinals Cardinals. with the cover covering one and a half. They'll win by a field goal. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, 20 to 17. It's going to be ugly. 17, 14. Whew. Brutal. Um, Thursday. It's Thursday. Don't know if we'll record after Thursday night football while Neil's enjoying his lavish vacation in the nation's capital. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's the Capitol building I can see from here. But Capitol speaking of the nation's capital, we have some news to share with you that I think we should discuss. Okay. Um, according to Albert Breer from Twitter, um, you can find him at Albert Breer, B-R-E-E-R. He is reporting Colts owner Jim Mersey on Daniel, on Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, quote, I believe there is merit to removing him as the owner of the Commanders. What is your impression of that, Neil? Is the first owner to actively come out and say something about Daniel Snyder? I mean, it's a positive sign uh, that somebody is finally putting it out there that, yeah, something needs to be done about Dan Snyder and his toxic-ass bullshit. But – pardon me but i just don't know if it's enough because let's say snyder does have dirt who's the one guy who's at all this dirty laundry already aired at this point it's jim ursay jim ursay doesn't give a single shit at this point but the other owners might be a bit more reticent for all the nfl's dirty laundry to be aired if that's a thing and two even if it's not a thing and they're all buying the bluff, like Jim Merce is the only one. I, I need to hear more. I need to hear more smoke. There is smoke now though. And if I'm not bringing it up now, yeah. Amazon last week on Thursday night football was bringing it up. So like clearly the NFL is starting to put some smoke out there about removing Snyder. We'll see if it's enough to get the 24 needed to remove him. He should because Dan Snyder sucks and the commanders deserve better. Remember at one point in history, the commanders were good. They were absolutely good. That's my problem with it is that this is not a small market. This is not the Chiefs. This is not the Colts. This is Washington, D.C. 
this the capital of the United States of America is a large market in media, and they're a laughing stock. Their stadiums a mess, like, ugh. But go on Thursday for finally saying something. I mean, maybe more owners will come out. I think the biggest one would be Jerry Jones. I think if Jerry were to come out, then shit's going to hit the fan real quick. If Darth Jerry says something to that effect, then we know the NFL's about to move quick. Yeah, that's what we're waiting for. So we'll just see. There was something else yeah. I wanted to bring up, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, oh, I remember. Uh, the, the city of Nashville and the Titans have agreed on a new stadium. Not good for them. They have to go through city council and a bunch of other stuff, um, but they have agreed on a dome, not a retractable roof, a dome. Um, it'll be built right next to uh, Nissan Stadium, which I think that's the right move if you are a city like Nashville that has become very popular. You want to host the Super Bowl. You want to host the NCAA Final Four or the regionals. And that was my big take with Buffalo, if you listen to us back in the spring when they were debating on what they should do. I get that football is an outdoor sport, but the economics say build a retractable roof at least. And I say play in the elements are your cowards. But if the Titans really do have a dome, think about the AFC South has three indoor facilities and then Jacksonville. And no one should count Jacksonville for anything anyway. So, yeah, that's almost an entirely dome division. Which is awesome. But we, as we know, quarterbacks don't get affected by the weather. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes. Thank you. All right. That, that is week six. We're handing to week seven. If you uh, want to share this podcast to your friends and family, we appreciate it. We're on most podcast platforms, Apple, Google, and Spotify. And we're on Twitter as well, TTSF underscore podcast.